Nobody thinks about like two old people having sex. That's gross. What? What? What is going on here? <laughs> we're, we're, this is this. this is different. What are we? Now doing? we're just choosing the lesser of two evils. Oh wait, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> now you definitely have to edit. Now. You are now listening to Not Safe for Church, a Pewology podcast original series. Are we airing this? So we are back, and welcome back to a Pewology podcast in our particular um, our particular series is called not too safe not not safe for church sorry not safe for church right I got it okay good okay so let's start with you guys um, I've got my good buddy Johnny here I've got my good buddy Dewey here I've got my good buddy my good but boom 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 my good buddy Myrta here and um so let's start with labels because we got to introduce you and the kind of topic what we're going to be talking about so what label what a sexuality label are you most comfortable with like if i just said hey um i've got all my homosexual friends here today and we're hanging out like is that comfortable or is that that's not good what what do you go with normally no i i, I go by mirta <laughs> <laughs> nice. that's a good one a, no, but i'm saying like okay okay I, I, uh, right up front you nailed me okay good. i think i think homo straight up because there's homo sapiens which we all are okay we're all human it's friendly so homo okay fo- fo- homo you feel comfortable mm-hmm. with? yeah okay. homo okay. good I didn't know. I wasn't sure. I, I mean, nowadays it's like it's complicated. There's like nine different letters, like LGBTQ, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot going on in the sexuality world these days. Are you with me? Does that sound crazy? No. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. All right. So labels doesn't really matter. That's what you're saying. Okay. You're comfortable? Comfortable. Any, any labels good? And Yeah. Do, okay, let me ask you this. Like, with your f- closest of friends, what would the label, what label would they use? Normally by name, though. Yeah, yeah I sure. Know. Yeah, they know that. Not they don't go they call you. I'm not saying, like, what like what do you answer to, but I'm saying, like, hey, you know, is, is gay community more appropriate? Homosexual community more appropriate? Lesbian community more appropriate? Like, what's the right? I would say that gay is more ap- appropriate okay, okay. than it's more another. common. Gay yeah. is more yeah. common. Gay is more common. No, I'm just one of the boys. <laughs> <laughs> the token lesbian and a sea full of men. <laughs> uh, I can't tell if it's I'm hot in the room or like, okay. All right. So um, let's talk. So can we do a little background? Did you guys, what was your like religious slash church experience slash spiritual experience growing up? Did you guys go to church, not go to church? Are you religious people in your upbringing? What was the experience like? Round the table. What was yours? So I actually grow on church okay. with my whole family. So all my family is actually Christian. Okay. Uh, I grew with it and I had a little situation where my uh, which my pastor just put me away. He never took care of me, and he just set me in the back. And I used to sing, I used to preach, I used to uh, play instruments, and from one day to another, I can't do anything else. So, 
years going through and never happens. He never talked to me. So I decided just to, you know, slowly, slowly getting out of church. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've got so many questions. Okay. So you, you grew up in a, it was this one church. Like this is a, a, the church your family went to. Yes. Okay. And so you're growing up in this church. Yes. You're participating. Yes. You, you have siblings. I do, but I didn't grow with them. Okay. And so it's just like you and your mom and dad. Grandma. I grandma. Grew with okay, grandma. grandma. So you grandma, grandma, aunts, cousins. Okay. And and so at some point you sense a change between you and the pastor. Yes. Okay. Now, was the change because you said, Hey, by the way, don't know if you know this. Uh no, actually it happens because well, this is a long story. I was <laughs> in college okay. and um I got some stranger just looking at my window when I was sleeping and here and there and that guy fall in love with me and he decided to chase me uh, and I had to drop school and whoa, go whoa, back. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so you got a peeping Tom that mm-hmm. turns into a stalker? Yep. So I had a stalker. <laughs> you had yeah. school over it? I had to drop college when I was in college on my second year of, uh, I actually was on physic. Oh, wow. Okay. To be a meteorologist. Okay, so how did that lead to the pastor being like... So, that's what it's going through. So, I had to drop school, go back to my family, and that particular person uh, went to my house and make a scandal and tell them, you know, that I didn't want to be with him. And uh, he, I don't know how he found my pastor and my church information. So he, in the middle of service, he went to church and he starts saying, hey, this guy likes guys and he don't want to be with me. And if he don't be with me, I will kill him. So we had to have a restriction order. And uh, from that day forward, everything changed. Okay. So one, so from your perspective, once the pastor sensed that like this was your sexuality, you sensed him pulling away, basically, yep. and it was a lot of drama around it. But you yes. sensed him pulling away. Yep. Okay, and then that left you with a sense of like, well, if you're gonna pull away and abandon me, then why? What am I doing here? Exactly. Okay. Fair enough. What about you? Did you uh, grow up going to church? I was the only one in my family that went to church regularly. I <laughs> no, wait a minute. Yeah, what, what did you like? Like I dress yourself as a little kid and walk four and a half miles. When Shut I was five up, years up, old. Uphill both ways. No, it was a hill in the middle though. There was you go up and down it. Oh, um, wow. yeah. I went to church every Sunday. Went to Bible studies on Wednesday nights. Uh, every sort of vacation Bible school Bible school I could, and youth group, and then I like knew too many verses and was too good for what they're teaching us because it's a small community and you know they only have so many lessons apparently had no idea and so i then they like transitioned me into around 14 15 into actually being a sunday school teacher and i didn't feel as though i met the lifestyle that was accepted in the church in order to be somebody that could teach the children now, so, hold, I, hold, hold, hold. so i so i got so many questions hold on so i you're 14 you're the 14 year old sunday school teacher 14 year old sunday school teacher did you are like a super overachiever I, I, well, you know, all I did was memorize the Bible. Like, I used to be able to, like, bam, 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 you say a verse, and it was right there. Now, what are you teaching, kids? 
Uh, yeah, they wanted me to do the uh, like the preschool first grade. Okay, you know, tell tell the story, tell the little stories, and do yeah, the- you know, have them, you know, now, make you little pictures. You you didn't believe that the lifestyle matched it. What does that mean? So at fourteen, okay, so right, so in my community, my church is, consists of all people that are probably seventy six and older. Uh, yeah, so it was oh, we've been married for like fifty years, and oh, it's so great, and oh. And so then there's me who like was so, showing up to vacation Bible school in a pair of boxer shorts and they're right. like, what's going on here? So uh, I, I don't think that I was the proper role model to, to teach children. So I actually stepped down and stopped going to church. Was it some specific event that kind of ran you off? Um, it was, it was my neighbors actually was a pastor and his loving and devoted wife looked at her son-in-law and said i pray every day that you go to hell whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, stop, stop. Okay, right hold on i'm not following okay so your your neighbor's a pastor right and at his, the church you go to no no a different church yeah completely different church okay but his wife who's supposed to be you know supportive and okay. you know live in 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 the life that god yeah, wants you she's to. like the pastor's wife right 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 like should be the role model used to say to her son-in-law all the time, I pray every night that you go to hell. Like, so this is a huge person in church who clearly isn't living the life that God intends for people. I don't want to be like that. And so not living the lifestyle of a heterosexual life is kind of like that. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, um, it's like a whirlwind of so much information. Okay. So somehow you, you got wind that your neighbor. I was there. I witnessed You were there. Oh, cause you witnessed. Yeah. So you witnessed her be, basically being a, a horrible example mm-hmm. of, of, of this faith that she says she believes in. Correct. Okay. And then you basically write everybody off. Like all, you write all the believers off at that point. You're like, yep, I'm all out. Of them done. <laughs> I'm 14. I'm out. Okay. Okay. I so know fair. all at that age. Okay. Now, were you at four, 14 seems young. Were you like totally aware at 14 of your sexuality? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you, any, any confusion at that point or you were still, you were like, nip, nip, batting for this team. No, no, there, there definitely was confusion. Okay. Yeah, there definitely was. But even, so a lot even of a thought, a right. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, yeah. it's like you're in, it's like, it's like normal 14 year old angst, you know, teenage angst. All the sexuality stuff, all the puberty stuff, and you've got some really crazy people in your life. Right. So all the Christians were crazy. Could be. <laughs> so good. Okay. And so that, that, was the, that was the point in which you diverged from... Yeah. Yeah. I did not want to be somebody in the church that wasn't setting the example that, okay. that you know, God would want. Okay. So, okay. So hold on. Did... Hmm. Because it kind of feels like you're saying, like you knew that you were just not going to be a good example. But that's that wasn't just about sexuality, right? You, you, were you saying like I don't want to be held to this standard? Like I'd rather just be like, I'd, I'd rather be able to say I want you to go to hell, and like nobody going, well, you shouldn't say that. Absolutely not. Okay. No, oh, okay. no, 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 okay. no, okay. no. You should always be kind and pay it forward. Always. <laughs> I, oh. I get all my theology theology from the movies. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't just, hey, I'm worried that I'll look like a hypocrite. I didn't want to be a hypocrite. You didn't want to be a hypocrite. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So it was easier just to be, I don't want that label. I don't want the Christian yeah. label. Now, okay. That feels to me like you were, you were stepping away from the institutional church at that point. But what was, 
would you say that's also the point you stepped away from faith or the idea of spirituality? I've never stepped away okay. from yeah. I've that's heard. what I was yeah. I was wondering. Yeah, this no. feels like that was more like an institutional thing. Like right. It was, okay. Yeah. Fair, yeah. Enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So you would say even today, like my spirituality and my sense of like desire to understand the whole God thing still resides. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Yep. How about you? I was raised in church. Okay. Um, my entire family went to church as well. Okay. And um, growing up in church, you get involved in, you know, the other activities like, you know, teaching and, you know, group, youth group and all that kind of stuff. Um, I will say that um, at 14 years old, I was fully aware of that uh, about my sexuality. And um, I struggled a lot with the fact uh, because my family basically were a very prominent family within the church that uh, I was. So you had ex- extra pressure. Yes, okay. that is correct. So, of course, you know, you struggle with the fact like, no, 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 this is not okay. Because even when they don't tell you directly this is not right, there's always the understanding behind the scenes, you know, that you you get the feel that who you are is not right. Okay. So that kind of, um, you know, make have you have this battle within you is like, God, you know, but I love you, but I, I want to be in good stand with you. I want to serve you. I want to follow you. Uh, why, why you don't do something about it? Mm. Um, so that was pretty much my battle when I was, uh, a teenager, uh, more than anything. Um, eventually, um, I pretty much gave up on the sexuality part okay. and I, went through a period of um, in my my life that I suffered from depression and I was like you know if I'm going to hell might as well go with flying <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm going to bust hell wide open yeah okay you know all right so mm, so so early on you've got this family that's pillars in the church you know, it's a close-knit community. You, there's this sense, this underlying sense of like, hey, this isn't going to be received. It's not going to be okay. It's not going to be welcomed in any way. Was that, that had to be really tough from a family dynamic standpoint. Like, Yeah, I mean, it, it was. I mean, it's the like the unspoken thing that everybody know, but nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. And then you had the pressure like, but, you know, I'm, here I am, I mean, 14 years old, running around like a crazy plane with, with my cousins everywhere. And my female cousins are already with boyfriends and mm. everything. And they're in a corner, you know, like, you know, all lobby lobby uh, in family reunions. And everybody was like, why are you still running around over there and not, you know, when are you going to find a boyfriend? And I'm like, really? I mean, do you see them over there in that corner? That's boring. I'm ha- I'm living the life right now. Let me let me enjoy my life. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes that makes sense. All right. So you're saying like thirteen, fourteen. You're starting to go. Okay. Wait a minute. Something. Something's different. You're saying fourteen. You you knew for it's sure. Puberty. Puberty. It's puberty. Like as soon as puberty came around, I was like, okay, what's happening? How about you? Nineteen. Nineteen. 
Okay. Why 19? Like, what, what was 19 like? 19 seems, you're just late bloomer? No, my, my <laughs> I actually had girlfriends and stuff. Oh, okay. And uh, when I was in college, it's when, you know, everything started happening, happening and, okay. you know, experimenting and, yeah. you know, knowing people. And uh, as I said earlier, I grew in a church, so Pentecostal people don't believe on, you know, touching your body, knowing <laughs> yourself, you know, all of that stuff is so hard. And it's like uh, something that you put in a corner and you don't talk about it and right. you cannot even try it. So when I went to college, I was far away from home. So, you know, start experimenting, experimenting yeah. and checking myself and stuff like that. Okay. So college was it. But at some point, that's a big change. So at some point you had to go, okay, I'm really attracted here to someone of the same sex. Yep. Yeah. I mean, was that, was it, it, it was, I feel like it could have been a surprise though at some point, right? Was it a surprise? It was though. Really? Okay. Because it was a feeling that you never had. Oh. I never had that feeling. Okay. Uh, and when you start feeling something different, from a person uh which is your same sex yeah then it's weird okay and then like uh, she was saying before you know when you got family which is a pillar on church and they still are yeah. and uh you know you know they don't want anyone to know but they know but they don't even talk to you in your same house so mm -hmm. it was hard it is hard and and, and trying to know you know trying to please god and at the same time, you know, not feel guilty. Uh, I will say that you push away a lot of stuff and you also push away God. Mm. Just for that process. It, it's it's a process that even though being a 14, 13 years old, uh, I believe in 19 years old, you still uh, not mature enough just to decide. And everything that happened, it react in your life and in your future. Uh, on that period of time. Did, I mean, everyone seems to sound like they felt a lot of family estrangement. Like, how, how, how was it received in your family? Were you close? Like, my mother still asked me when I'm getting married and having children. <laughs> <laughs> my grandmother, same. <laughs> well, I, I think it's extra funny too. So, can we give a little bit of your background? Is that okay? Is, sure. Okay. So, so, um, I know it's like so impolite to ask somebody their age, but you just brought it up in such a funny way that it's hard for, I think, the listener to conceptualize this. But you're in a committed relationship. You have adopt, you have foster care children. I do. In your home. You, you guys are a medical foster care family. We are. Which means like you usually take some of the craziest, some of the craziest cases I've heard of you guys are in. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I, like foster care is a, <laughs> my, what I'm doing in foster care, like my foster care kids are like, I could do it in my sleep compared to your foster care kids. It's like night and day. You know what I mean? Um, and so it's so funny that your mom's still like. <laughs> to this day. To this day. So when are you getting married? Giving me some grandbabies. Oh, wow. Like, oh, I've got a lot of them. They just didn't come out of me. There's a lot of them out there. <laughs> Big family. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So is it is it just led to this sense of like, I don't know, there is going to be this separation that's just there? Well, 
what I, I feel bad for my partner because I bring them into the house. Hey, this is, mm. and everyone's like, sup? Not like, like, it's not like when my brother brought his wife home. It's oh, okay. like, there's not that. They're like, sup? Oh, will you be here at the next family gathering? Well, yeah. Yes. Yes, she will. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're not having a sleepover tonight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So you're tra- like, there's this struggle to get them to validate yeah. the relational component of what's taking place. Right. Okay. Gosh. And then, <laughs> but has that link, that lingering of that dynamic has that led to you sensing like you just kind of stay over there. Like I, I, I just assume by your storytelling at this point, right. I'm, I'm assuming I'm not saying I'm right, that you're just not very close to your family. Is that true? Um, they think we're really close. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're, like, my brother, like, is like, Dewey's my best friend. I'm like, where? Like, <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I, don't, I don't, it's just, it's a very strange dynamic. Okay. Very strange. All right. How about you? You close to family? I am. Yeah. Really close. So this hasn't, like, severed all that. No, because most of my family stopped talking to me for almost two years. Okay. So it was for a time. It was, even though, like she's saying right now, they still ask me, hey, when are you going to get married? <laughs> when are you going to give me a Chinese grandson or granddaughter? A Chinese? Chinese. Yes. What? Are you Chinese? No, I'm not. I'm Puerto Rican. Chinese for one, please. <laughs> they, just, they just want you to meet a nice young Chinese yes. girl? Yes. Yes. Is, is that a thing in Puerto Rico? Like they like Chinese? <laughs> no. no. Oh, okay. But. But I'm I'm real close with them, um, oh, okay. uh, especially with my dad's side because that's okay. with the family that I grew. Okay. Uh, even though I do have a lot of communication with my mom and sister, right. but that didn't push me away just from my family because at the end of the day they still my family. Right. So um, I think I have I have to have a balance. But it's this weird thing, right? Because you guys are kind of saying the same thing where it's like. Maybe for a time, for in your case, for a time, it was like there was estrangement. Now you've gotten over it. You're still family. Family's family, right? But there's this sense that they're they're either blocking it out or ignoring your reality. They are waiting for the phase to end. Yep. Okay, so they think of it as a phase. Yep, I yeah. would say so. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. How about you? Um, I have basically to move out of Puerto Rico in order to be able to. <laughs> Just leave the island? <laughs> <laughs> you demoted you off the island? Yeah, oh. I did. In order for me to kind of uh, be who I am. Okay. Um, Is that just because it was too close, too tight-knit? Yes. Uh, I don't think that they will ever accept it or they will, I will probably um, have a bad time over there if I stay because of the fact that uh, they were so influential uh, in the community and in church, that they will want me to keep up with their standards, uh, some to some level. Okay. At least, you know, that's how I felt at the moment. Right. So I moved out of Puerto Rico and moved out to Georgia, um, started living with a girlfriend back then. And um, the night before I was leaving is when I told my mom, hey, I want you to know that tomorrow I'm leaving and I'm going to go and live with a woman. Um, How'd that go? So she was, 
in shock that I, I guess that uh, it was all sudden for me, okay. you know, to move out. Right. Um, I think that they always knew some, somewhat. Okay. They weren't surprised. Um, wasn't like, oh my gosh. Yeah, my dad had uh, cameras that the 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 ones that didn't record voices okay. back in the day, and then they has a um, a video camera, and I'm was looking at the videos and not long ago and i'm like you know what i always have the same demeanor yeah so how would they never realize and then it, it clicked like that's why mom always wanted to buy me pink dresses because <laughs> 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 deep inside you know they knew that i was different yeah but because that was wrong in their mentality, you know, they did it, They wanted to guide me. I am not saying that they did it, you know, with bad intentions. Uh, in their mind, that was the right thing to do. But in the meantime, I was the one who suffered the consequences, right. wearing the pink dresses. <laughs> it's awful. Sorry. Got it. Yeah. Um, I mean, like it, it's hard. I mean, I I can see now, you know, that maybe because I'm I'm older now that it was it was a hard process for them to kind of understand somewhat and accept certain things because of the way they were raised as well. Mm. So it's 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 kind of you know cultural. It's kind of uh, religiously when you the entire family grew up in that environment. Um, there are certain things that for them they're set in stone yeah. and you have like you're close-minded yeah. so you can't open your eyes and see you know that there's other things uh, there's other ways there's different kind of people in this world and not because you're not like me doesn't mean that God doesn't, God doesn't want anything to do with you yeah okay all right, so let's shift gears. Let's get to the fun stuff, right? Uh, not that that wasn't fun, though. That was actually pretty interesting. When she got voted off the island, that was pretty okay. <laughs> um, so there, it feels like there's at first. I think when you start at the starting point of the great divergence between um, the heterosexual community and the homosexual community, especially on the issue of spirituality, all of this centers for, um, you know, an evangelical Christian, it all centers around the Bible and what the Bible says, right? There's no real easy way around the, the issues that we're dealing with here because the Bible for all intensive purposes, I mean, I guess there's no really way around this. There's about seven passages in the Bible that name homosexuality as a sin. I, I know I'm not the first person that's told you this, right? <laughs> so, she's got them over here. Yeah, I'm not the first person that's told you this. I know that. But so now that you've had this time, because you guys are, this, this is like something that you've been struggling with yesterday. You, you're much further along in your your lives and in your relationships and in your, you know what I'm saying, your own personal spirituality. What do you think about that? What do you think about the the fact that you're you're still dabbling. You're still here. Many of you, I mean, some, some of you have, are, are, are tenders here. Or some of you are very involved here and you're seeking God, but the central 
uh, roadmap for that spiritual pursuit, the Bible, this names this a sin. What do you think about that? It names it as an abomination. Yeah. That's the term that the Bible uses. Right. And I, throughout the years, that was something that, uh, that it, I was concerned about it. So I did my digging. Mm. If you look in uh, the King, um, King James Version, you, they use the term abomination for a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. And uh, if you look at the original language, some of those things are abominations is as abominable as eating pork. Yeah. Because it's the term that use um when you you when when you're referring to uh homosexuality. Like right. certain dietary you know, certain laws. Certain dietary yeah. laws, certain, you know, things that they're not good. They're not okay. Yeah. Now I understand that uh if you're going to go by the law, then you have to obey the entire law. <laughs> okay. Can't pick There's and no pick and choose. <laughs> right. Okay. Because Jesus has set us free yeah. and he gave us his grace. Yeah. We are as saved as anybody else. Right. That's how, what I came up to understand. And it took me a while yeah. and a lot of suffering because I love God. To come around and realize that I wasn't a scumbag, I wasn't dirt, because in you know in the back of your head you're thinking all these. Yeah. Even when nobody has telling you. So that's what I will say about it, and I think a lot of people need to change their. Their views. I mean, we are just human beings, okay. and our sin is the same way that anybody else that had gone through a divorce. If we're going by the law, you had to obey the entire law, right? <laughs> That's right. Has going <laughs> lied, yeah, steal, yeah, being unfaithful. But you, what do you think? The Bible says that we are made in the image of God. So did God have these questions? What do you mean? Like, did he wonder, hey, I like men. I like, you know, like, <laughs> we are, we're made in the image of God. I mean, yeah. the day that I was born was God a, a, you know, homosexual female that day? Like, so. Okay. So you chalk it up to like, hey. Uh, the Bible also says I'm, I'm made in his image. This is... To love everyone equally. Yeah. I mean, there's so many good things that the Bible says yeah. about God. That So why pinpoint the fact that I happen to love a woman? Mm. Like I didn't go and steal my neighbor's car. I don't, you know, <laughs> you spitefully very, you hurt Bo people. You got very Boston right there. I don't know if you know <laughs> <laughs> Wait until I get Canadian. Eh? <laughs> that happens too. <laughs> so, right. um, okay. So let's let's spend a moment on your thought there because that's a pretty interesting little little tidbit. Um, 
you know, when when heterosexual believers, uh, and and I guess it didn't really matter, heterosexual homosexual believers start really digging in and, and trying to figure out the theology and the teaching and the and the New and Old Testament on this. There's a lot of time devoted to the concept of um what actually is the sin right and so conservative believers will sit around and they'll say well um the the sexual um what would I, orientation is not a sin they would say well that's part of you know our world and that's that's a reality and it's part of the broken reality that we all live in you know what i'm saying but the actions the act the sexual acts right those are the set right you know what i mean and i think they're you know we're trying to to walk a very a thin tightrope there you take it a step back even further and you just go well look god made everything he made me i'm here so i just assume that he hasn't screwed up. That's well, what I feel like you're saying. Yeah, I mean, okay. d- doesn't he tell us all to just do the best that we can? <laughs> like, no, seriously, like straight up. <laughs> just do the best you can. <laughs> right. I mean, we're human. So right. there is, I mean, we're born in sin. Right. Like from day one. Right. So everybody's in the same boat. That's kind of what murder is. Yeah. Everybody's in the same boat. We start picking and choosing which which of these Old Testament laws and sins that we're going to enforce and not enforce. It gets a little loopy, right? And so everybody's in this kind of like, I mean, look, I, 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 that's core to the what I would call the gospel in the New Testament teaching is that all have sinned and fallen short. There's not anybody that's not, right? Um, but how do you – because I, I think this is where the struggle is, right? The, and I – and I don't say this to like in, to frustrate. I just say it to, to to outline the struggle here, which is that I tend to agree. I tend to agree with everything you've said so far, right? I think there's a, some really valid points. I think the conservative Christian w- worldview they look and they go, "Yeah, um, all have sinned," but the homosexual community wants to say this isn't a part of the broken reality of the world that this is a good thing absolutely not okay i I totally disagree with you okay talk to me because we're sitting right here right now talking about why this is even a topic okay fair enough okay well tell me your view on that then like if if if, because i i think from a popular standpoint like a pop culture standpoint there is a version within the the homosexual community that go that goes look do not I don't want to be labeled anything. I don't. Maybe it's an anti-God thing. Like I don't want to even talk about the concept of God, sin, right, wrong, or anything, right? But I definitely don't want to be labeled sinful. Which is weird because the gospel starts with everybody's a sinner, so it's kind of hard to have that discussion with somebody. That doesn't I, want to I totally disagree with you because <laughs> okay. you have three people here. No, no, no. From I, the homosexual I'm, community, I'm not saying, saying you're that community. Right, I'm saying I, some of that community, right? Doesn't want to be la- like I don't think anybody wants to be labeled a sinner. Even even you know, a straight person. Yeah, even the straight person. You know, none of the straight people to be labeled <laughs> those sinners. heteros. Right, the heteros. <laughs> they don't want to be labeled sinners either, right? For anything, and we 
we rationalize our sins, skirt our sin, you know, legitimize our sins, all this kind of stuff. Nobody wants to embrace the idea that we have any brokenness at all. But you reacted very quickly to that. You were like, no, absolutely not. Like, I get the fact that from a theological standpoint, this is a part of the broken world. Like, yeah, you know, that's. I figured I was going to have to sell this idea a little bit, but you reacted very quickly. Like, you were just like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Well, I mean, all, we're all sitting here all in agreement that there's an issue here. Okay. That we aren't accepted into the church community. Right. Because of this, or we don't perceive that we are accepted. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Let's come back to that. What do you think? Like the idea of the whole sin thing. I'm going completely opposite than then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because no. I, I, today I think I struggle a lot. Um, I believe, like both of them, is, uh, they are saying um, we're born with sin. Okay. Uh, but we had to get close to God, and we had to do as much and as better that we can get, just to get close to God. Okay. And uh, knowing that being homosexual, it's nothing that God's like by the Bible or by you know the people who teach you when you were younger. Uh, it gets you frustrated because, like, for example, in my case, I was part of the church and every single position of the church. And in Puerto Rico, it's very different than here. Uh, they put you away, you know, when family are strong in church, yeah. you're point view all the time. You know, they 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 look at you as a, as a role model. Uh, they look at you like you have to be doing this, this. It's the same thing when, like, your kids. Yeah. You know, you're a pastor. Yeah. Your kids have to be, you know, straight. Yeah, yeah they want to look. And like I mean, and when I say straight, I'm, I don't mean straight, um, you know, yeah. sexuality. No, they have to follow all of the rules. Right. They cannot break any rule. They have to do everything how it's supposed to be. There's this extra layer of expectation. Exactly. So when you get to this point, uh, actually churches doesn't accept you how you actually are you know because most of the church or it, they just put a um, uh, a ban in their face or they want to cover their face and don't see the reality or if they accept you they just keep you in a corner mm. uh and you're just one more of the you know all of the people that are in there mm. and uh so for me, it's like a struggle. You struggle a lot. You you try to be the same way that you used to be. Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to lose your personality, who you actually are. Uh, but at the same time, you want to, you know, make sure that God accepts you. So... <laughs> if God same, loves at the same you, time, can I be good with God, please? <laughs> it's a thing, you know. If God loves you exactly how you are, He He knew the past, He knows the present, and He knows the future. So, since before you born, He knew that you were gonna go that pattern. Why are we still the same? Why do we keep being doing the same if He has a purpose with us? Or like in my case, I keep saying, God, just talk to me. I don't want anyone. I don't want any human voice talk to me. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear you to tell me, hey, you are good. You know, I'm not saying that I'm a mistake. I'm just saying, you know, the way that I grew, I'm on sync. 
and I'll be insane all the time if I keep deciding to follow the life that actually I like. So for me to go to uh, heaven, I had to be straight. I had to have a family. I had to have kids. That's basically the 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 whole society thinks that you're gonna go to 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 heaven. Uh, on me, it's I'm still struggling getting into there. I'm a, I know I'm a perfect creation from God, uh, but I want to do whatever He wants, and He talked to me. Uh, and I feel him, but something in my mind said, you're not doing it right, you know, or you choose to be you or you choose to be for God. So that's a balance between. So where do you want to be? You know, I hear this a lot. Anytime I'm having a conversation with, um, Anytime I'm having a conversation with someone that, whatever the label you want to use, um, part of our LGBTQ community, I, I sense that phrase comes up again and again, Johnny. You've kind of worded what I hear, which is, I got to a point in my life where the choice felt like <clears throat> my, 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 my life and how I, what was, what felt uncontrollable to me, which was my life and my expression and my, the, the desire, the deep desire to connect with someone and to be in relationship or God, because the two were incompatible. Right. And I had to just make this, I felt like I was just forced into making this choice. Like either you're going to choose God and there's no real relational hope for you, like, like healthy, like I, I, I meet somebody, have a life and have a relationship that's meaningful. Or I, I follow my heart here, so to speak. I have a relationship. I seek connection and intimacy. And obviously, God's not going to like that. So those are my choices. Mm-hmm. And you cannot hide it. You can you, hide it from you, the society. Do you feel like that was the deal for you? No, not at all. Okay. No. It, okay, you've answered so fast too to like. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, because. It, okay. Shoot. Shoot. Hit me. Well, so um, I was at my partner's work, and sh the same lunch lady checks her out every day, and she said, "Hey, this is my partner. This is Dewey," and she went, "Oh, I was one of you once, but I found God," <laughs> and it made me sad wow. that she can't include God into her life completely. So it's like kind of the exact opposite of what he's saying is God should be all inclusive, not just oh, I choose only you because I that's just strange. You don't to me. see it as a as an e and or, or no. discussion. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I think because I went through that same struggle until I finally realized that um, God accept me the way I am. Um, you and I share a similar background and, um, I think it's the, the struggle because we, in the back of our heads, we have this image that who I am, it's not good enough. It's not, there's no way that I can please God being me. 
that's, you know, I struggled with that for a lot of, a lot of years, many, many years. Um, it was pretty much until probably four or five years ago that I finally realized, you know, I can, I can keep fighting with me and trying to, you know, to get to a relationship with God because that takes away for the intimacy that I can have with God. If I cannot accept me for who I am, then I can't give to God what he deserves, which is me, my entire self, as I am. Okay, so I feel like we're I, f- I feel like we're we're talking past each other a little bit. So let me, I'm trying to figure out how to navigate this. So I'm going to put it into my words, like the way I would present. It. Like if I was sitting here, I would say, "Okay, I think I understand what you're saying, Marta." But let me put the New Testament gospel theology into words for this situation, and you tell me how this feels, right? Don't and don't kill the messenger. Okay, <laughs> so I would say I understand how you're describing it as in relation to other people, especially heterosexuals, right? But I would say take the sexuality out of it for a moment. All of this just out of it. Just remove it from your minds for just a moment, and we're all just sitting in the room, as you would say, human beings. We're just here, human beings. We're just Homo sapiens for a moment. Okay. The gospel starts with everyone here is not good enough. We're all broken. We are absolutely all sinful wretches. And we could never do anything to earn our own way to God. That the only way to God is through grace, forgiveness, a savior. And it's outside of us. So when you're talking, part of me is like, yeah, okay, I get what you're saying because you're connecting it to other people and the way other people see you. But from a God perspective, I feel a lot of connection to you because I'm like, no, no, I kind of think God looks at all of this, no matter what the sexuality, and goes, no, 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 all of you are sinners. He doesn't look down at any point and go, no, no, this guy. Okay, he's pretty good. <laughs> that guy, you know, it's like everybody's in the same boat, right? Which in that way, the gospel message connects with all of us, meaning that there is no type of sin or no individual sinner who's worse off than another. We're all, you know, according like Paul would say to the Roman church, he would say, all have sinned and fallen short. All are in the same boat. No one is without the need of a savior. So, and I get the fact that probably someone convinced you along the way that somehow, and it probably was a believer somewhere along the way, that somehow someone else had the type of sin that was less in need. But the truth is, the gospel says we're all equally in need of him, of redemption, of. So, okay. So, with that in mind, does that change anything for anybody? No. <laughs> does that does does do you agree with that? Like, do you understand that? Have you have you do you? Do, I don't know. From a spiritual standpoint and perspective, do you get what I'm saying? Like, so I always feel okay. So let me say it this way. I'm I'm trying to dance around it, but I would always say the Christian community. I always feel like we can't have the discussion. 
between the the homosexual community and the and the heterosexual community because I feel like the Christian community goes, well, we have to call this a sin because it's a sin, right? And the homosexual community goes, don't call me a sinner, right? And I feel like that's where the, the discussion stops. And I feel like if we could take one more step, like one more step, right, which is, hey, the Bible calls a lot of things sin, <laughs> right? And oh, by the way, it calls all of us sinners, not just this one community, right? And not feel so singled out in our sinfulness that we could probably have a little bit longer discussion that leads to like some understanding of the gospel, right? That's my worry. What do you think? Does that make sense? Are you all offended? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do, do you understand the problem from, from this perspective, looking out? Put yourself in my shoes, Dewey. Put yourself in my shoes. What do you think? I think that we are singled out okay. at, because we're different. And so that's, that's what starts the inability to have this discussion. Because when I walk into a church, this actually happened to me, and they said, we love you, but we don't like your lifestyle. I'm immediately like, okay, hold on. I'm just here to go to church. <laughs> I didn't need the commentary on my life. Right. So why, like, so why is it the, that community thinks that, they have the right to make any comments that even starts to, to build that barrier. So there is no discussion. I mean, fair enough. Okay. So, so, okay. I'm going to put words in your mouth. You tell me if this feels right to you. It feels like you're saying to me, yeah, Mike, I understand your theological point, but the reality is we are <laughs> singled out. So it's hard to have this discussion because our reality feels very different like it it doesn't feel like we can get over it because the we the can't get over culture it because people point it out okay. they still margin you no matter way church still margin you they put you in the margin yeah they still do okay you know it, it, it's like she's saying you go to church and they never talk about that just that day here we go. In our <laughs> right? yeah. You know, you say, oh, come on. I come to, to, you know, to enjoy the time with God. And here we go. They keep hitting you straight in your face. You know, okay. if God is going to accept you, why the Christian people don't accept you the same way? Because going a little back when you were talking about, you know, that discussion. So you can be a pastor and I'm not saying that's your reality, but. What's different between you and me and I being I being homosexual and you're beating your wife? Or I, like I think you make a good point. Or, or it's not like we have a, a greeter at the door that goes, you know, hey, welcome to the church. I think you're a liar, though. I don't appreciate your lifestyle <laughs> or like whatever else the sin is, right? You know, I feel like you're a gossiper. We have a couple of those. We don't put them in a special section or anything, but we have a couple of those at the church, right? We don't point them out. Hey, I don't like your lifestyle. You don't point it, but you never know what the people are thinking about that. Fair you know, enough. you can you can talk about yourself, but you cannot think about the rest of the people about uh, about the community, the, the the Christian community. So it sounds like what we're saying is 
that the three of you, maybe, and maybe this is an indicative, indicative of the whole homosexual community, but the three of you are okay with the language of, hey, we realize that the Bible calls this a sin, but what we don't, are not okay with is the fact that this sin is somehow singled out as different from all the other sins that everybody else piles into the church with on Sunday morning. They all walk into the, everybody walking in. I mean, Paul says every single person walking in that door is a sinner. Every single person. One way or another. One way or another. Right? That's the whole, that's the whole idea. The whole idea of the gospel is you can't by uh, your own efforts live up to the morality that would be perfection and that you need grace. Right? And so it sounds like the three of you are saying, hey, no, we're, we're comfortable with that language. What we're not comfortable with is an atmosphere where um, one sin, specifically this sin, is singles out over any other sins. What do you think? Is that fair? I, I don't know. You're giving me like, I don't know. I don't, no, well, know. I don't, be, I don't know if well, I convinced because, you. Well, because, no, in my head I'm thinking, well, how if I walk into a congregation on Sunday morning, how do they even know? Right. But... Right. Well, come on, Dewey. We got something on. different that they come can, on, man. Know, you got, got a special glass. Hey, come on, you, you, you. Come on, come on now. Come on. I fair enough. That, it's that, a fair, that's judgment. That is I passing judgment against somebody. I agree, but come on. I mean, like, let's have a real moment here. Like, you don't have to have a pretty detailed gaydar you know what i'm saying to like at some point go hey i think my friend here might be batting for the other team <laughs> you know what i mean like i feel like and i don't feel like that's cast in judgment like i don't feel like like the first I, time we met at no point in time do i look at you and go hmm, i bet you he's got a wife i know like <laughs> ever i never fair enough never, never. Fair, fair enough i'm not saying you did but i would say at the same the same extent i would say the first time we ever met I knew within 30 seconds. Yeah, because I said, and this is my partner. Probably. That probably gave it away. <laughs> I introduced her. <laughs> Still. But even though that, that was the reality, I think, I think naming the reality doesn't always mean judgment. doesn't have to always mean judgment. What? Do you think it's possible that you are rightfully sensitive to this because of life experience? I've gone to a lot of churches, <laughs> straight up a lot of churches, just saying. I love it. Just saying. You just feel like it's a universal response. Universal response. Yep. Did it, okay, so let me ask you a question. Uh, we've known each other for a while. Like, when did we go to class? Like two years ago? That's three. Is it three years? Yeah, I'm glad three? it was that meaningful. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> And, and I don't say this to any way elicit a response that would in any way pat me on the back. So please, a real response. But did you expect something different when we met? I mean, we were meeting in like a weird setting where it was like, it was in a church, but it wasn't a church setting. You saved like, us. What? Yeah. Okay. How so? Okay. So in the foster care world, um, on the application, it says, um, church you're affiliated with and we're not affiliated with a church because maybe because of my tainted background i don't know <laughs> and you looked at me and said just put my name on there i'm like what <laughs> and you were like oh like right there like you we could fill out the application wow really yep 
I love when you say tainted background, like you're like you're like an ex-con or something. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you used to boost cars or something. Okay. All right. Or church hop, boost cars, church hop. Well, no. that was so it was surprising to you because there was there was some sense of like normalcy. No, now you just But I don't feel like we were over the top. There, it's not normal. like we're, But I don't feel like it's over the top. It's not like we're like we were talking, we were friends, but it wasn't like we were hanging out on the weekends. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like yeah. we were, yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, we both had lives. We were busy people. Yeah, you work on Sundays. I know. I got a thing. Like. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> but you just felt like it was out of the norm. Yeah. So most of your experience in Christian settings have been, what would you, what would you say this? Uh, extremely judgmental, um, not acceptive, uh, it's it's almost like generational, you know, like your grandma always says children should be like her, uh, seen, not heard, like that. Like there's like this, like just a feeling of not any advancement in thought, like something could be different and accept it. Okay. What do you think? I think there's a lot of barriers, definitely. Um on both sides, because because of the resentment, because of the way that we've been treated. Um, and we tend, of course, to have our guard up because you don't want to keep being, you know, like run over every time. Yeah, that, beat up, feel a little beat you know? up. Okay. Um, and I honestly think that churches should, the church, you know, should, should focus on something different. You know, if we can pass that hump of seeing the homosexual community as people and not, uh, you know, who you're going to bed with, then um, you will be able to reach out a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people that belong to the homosexual community that are hurt and need need that. Uh, throughout my throughout my life, I have the opportunity to talk to a lot of people, and you will be amazed how many people are out there that they were raised in church, and now they don't want anything to do with God because of the experiences that they have in church. So, what is the church doing to try to reach out to them? What did the church start doing to try to avoid that in the first place? Okay. okay. All right. So let's shift gears one more time. Let me give you like typical, I think, conservative evangelical Christian responses to some of the things we've talked about today. And you tell me your thoughts on their thoughts. Fair enough. Because I know there's like somebody literally yelling at their speaker in their car right now going, yeah, but what about blah, 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 blah. And so I want to, you know, list some of those thoughts and you tell me your response, right? So I know somebody's saying, yeah, but wait a minute. I get that we want to be accepted as people, but the, the faith community as follows as its tenets, the Bible, the Word of God, calls this a sin. It's not like – so I think somebody's yelling at the the speaker right now and going, I get that you want to be accepted as a person, but 
we wouldn't say, well, if you're a rapist, keep on raping, or a murderer, keep on murdering, or a or a adulterer, keep on adultering, right? So what, what do you think about that? Ladies first. <laughs> 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 sin is sin. I, I'll, okay. I keep saying sin is sin. Uh, I mean, uh, people do one thing, another people do another, and we do another by the Bible, okay. which is being homosexual. So uh, I would say most of uh, the homosexual community, they're pretty straightforward. They're humble. Uh not saying everyone, saying most of it. Uh, and it's because, like Martha said, we're being hurt. So we know we have to work harder just to 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 go over a lot of stuff. And uh, there's, there's still people who judge you and who tell you, you know, you're going to hell because that's a sin. You know, that's something real bad. Uh, but what about people who do some other stuff and we don't even see it either? Mm. Are they saying it that they're doing it? Mm. You know, you come to church and sometimes you're not even notable because uh, you're gay. Mm. You're just another body. It's why you don't uh, accept you or why, and let's put myself, why don't you accept me the way that I am and let me be part of you and I might be help you to get more people like Martha were saying. There's a lot of people outside who doesn't want to, you know, come to church because church keep pointing people. You know, church doesn't accept and the work and what the God said is for, for the church is just, you know, reach the people who are in need. Okay. So why the church community don't go out and help the people that are in need? Why they keep pointing and pointing and just putting finger? They don't see that they got one more finger pointing to them. That's the reality. You know, you can tell me, you know, oh, let's say, let me put Marta or, or uh, my another friend over here, uh, which I forgot your name. I'm sorry. Dewey. Dewey. Uh, I might say, oh, you're doing something wrong. You're smoking, for example. But I got a finger pointing me all the time. What I'm doing wrong, you know, and, and that's the reality, you know, and it's not just Christian people, it's everyone. Okay. It's the whole world keeps pointing homosexual people. Okay. It's not just the church, but the job of the church is to reach out the people who are in need and we are in need. Okay. We need, we need Jesus all the time. We need, you know, someone who listens to us same way that anyone else can, you know, yeah. talk and, and listen. Okay, let me ask you one more. I want to hear Marta. <laughs> well, what do you think? Well, okay, I don't want to run too fast. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? I think that, uh, what, like you were saying, yeah. we're all sinners, right? Um, so if we're going to go by the law, then you're not allowed to have sex with your wife unless to, it's to impregnate her. How are you going to do that? I hope that's not the case. I, I mean, I, I don't <laughs> you, know. You understand I, what I, I mean? I, like, it, it's very it's very easy to yeah. kind of pinpoint and take something that it's so little, but, yeah. you know, you go through all the rules of the law that you were supposed to follow mm -hmm. if you're going to live like that, um, that nowadays, because of our society, the way that the society is, they're not applicable. 
We all sinners. All right. Let, let me shift gears one more time. How about this one? I, I get a bunch of people who are just like, why don't you just pray really hard? Right? And hope that God just turns you straight. Did it for six years. Okay. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> You did what for six years? You were straight or uh, no, not praying. praying? Okay, yeah, be specific. Be specific. Yeah, she was praying. For okay, six years. she was praying, praying for six years. For six years straight, cried, banged my head in the altar and everything, and I still here. Okay, how about you? Did you did that ever cross your mind? Like maybe I should pray and ask God to pray yourself straight. There's nothing wrong with me. What am I praying for? <laughs> <laughs> My my relationship with God is like nobody's business. Like okay. so to answer like like the last um segment here, seriously, like why I'm the one that's accountable with my relationship with God. So it doesn't matter that you point at me and say you're homosexual. Oh, you're a sinner. Well, that's okay, cool. Let's see what the big guy has to say about okay. it. I mean Okay. Like, okay. So I, I defer to the big man. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. What do you think about that? did anybody try to tell you to pray, pray really mm, hard they keep saying it yeah but what do you think about that like, i keep what do you praying think about the reality of that I, I i keep praying i pray every day and like yeah but, you, saying, but you, you, know, you pray but you don't pray that do you? do you do you pray that do you pray like okay god help me like i used to do it like marta uh but i give up you know, I keep praying for, I think there is more important stuff that I have to <laughs> pray. Thank you. Thank you. Instead of being, you know, God changed me, God changed me. Um, uh, I think I got family, I got neighbors, I got, I have to pray for the world. You know, the world right now, it's, it's crazy. So I think it's more important to praise about that instead of praying, God just made me straight. Okay. Because you, have you ever heard of anybody? I mean, you, you, besides the lunch lady, the girl. lunch lady, the lunch lady, straight up. Like, I found God. Do you, but I, I got that. I got right. a friend that he stopped talking to me, and he said, "I went to church and I convert myself. I cannot talk to you anymore." Okay. And I said, "Uh, well, what's the reason for it? Because I just get God in my heart." And I said, "And what? What happened? You know, we're still human. I'm not saying that we're gonna go to bed. You know, I'm just saying we can talk." Right. Friends are friends. No, but hold on. Do you do you really think do you do you think now that he's had this conversion experience that somehow he is heterosexual? Such a great answer. No. <laughs> oh, if you're God. homosexual for thirty years of your life, you think you're gonna change from one second to So what do you think another? that is? Denial? Yeah. Okay, denial. You agree? it's abstinence. Straight up, just abstinence. It's abstinence. Yep. Okay. Okay, so they're de- like they're they're choosing abstinence. It's not denial. He's still looking. He's still like, okay. Yeah. So you think secretly? Oh yeah. yeah he, he whatever he says publicly secretly, there's something else going on. Okay, and you agree? I think that everybody has to go through certain process. Okay. I mean, not everybody that at some point got involved in a homosexual relationship needs to be homosexual. Okay. Uh, especially nowadays where everything is so open with the kids, you know, they will most likely experiment and they realize, oops, it wasn't oops. for me. <laughs> oops. Oopsie, no, oops. It wasn't for me. But that's a reality because <laughs> when we're kids, every single kid, every single one, they experiment with their same uh, sexuality. 
oh, I got it bigger than you, I got it smaller, you know, look, my titties are bigger, mine's are... And that's considered hom Girls homosexuality. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not my life. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Okay, so hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's go slow here. So I, I'm not a sexuality expert. And I don't want to sound like I'm authoritatively saying anything here. I'm just a little small community church preacher. I, I went to Bible college. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a sociologist. I'm not a, you know, scientist of any kind. But it feels to me that when we create these silos of you're either homosexual or you're heterosexual, like, it feels to me that it ignores the sexuality, that, like the human nature of sexuality, which is that we're probably all somewhere on a spectrum. You know what I'm saying? And the idea that you're in this one silo over here that's just this very concrete, like, this is what you are, you know, thing versus you, or you're over here in this thing that's so very different. It feels like it misses the conversation that sexuality is a little bit more. Um, of a continuum a little bit more fluid than that, right? And I, I feel like we ignore that sometimes, the, the, at least the heterosexual, you know, evangelical community is just like, like they talk about it like it's like an in or you're out. That's it. I think that when you fall in love with somebody, there's more than a body okay. that you're falling in love with. Okay. There has to be a personality. There has to be a com some kind of, you know, uh, thing that attracts you. I'm not saying that the person has to be horrible or that isn't, you understand what I mean? Yeah. That's what you have nowadays, all these new kids that for me, it's like all this new and crazy because now you have all these gender fluid kids, <laughs> you know, that, that I don't understand. Right. You know, I don't understand, but I mean, it's like they're happy like that. Let them be, you know. Yeah. Um, that's how they express themselves. That's how they express themselves. Okay. Um, but I think there's more to that. So if you can pass the fact that you are with that these ladies with that lady or these guys with that guy and look at them like, oh, yeah, you know, they're kind of compatible. I see why they're together, you know. Yeah. you It probably will see it more how can i explain it like it, it will be it will make a little bit more sense okay what do you think i think what she's saying is that it should just be looked at that we all have the want or the desire to be loved or to love and to, to yeah fair enough and i agree with both of them yeah there's nothing else to say. Hmm. All right, last thing. So where are you guys at now? Like, are you comfortable kind of giving us a little bit of your own um, personal, like, I don't know, spirituality? Do you feel connected to God? Do you not feel connected to God? Do you feel like, you, you know, Jesus is your homeboy? Like, what, what do you feel like here at this point, right? Well, in my um, uh, situation, I I know that I'm with God and He's with me. I'm not the way that I want to be with Him. Okay. 
That's how I see it. Uh, I do know that he listened to me. Uh, he's with me because sometimes I don't even have the, the strength to keep going. And I can see it that he's, he's supporting me one way or, an, or another. Uh, but I'm not on the point that I want to be with him. Are you asking about our personal relationship yeah, with God yeah. or What's your personal our um, acceptance in the church? No, no. Okay. Leave the church thing out. So I, think we, church, I think we've rammed that gone. one into the ground. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, is the thing is, is, is that there's so much push in society that, that points fingers and all of that, that to be able to disassociate with that and just have a connection with God is a struggle every day. Okay every day because you have all of these people telling you you're wrong, don't do this, you know, you can't do that. And so really the, the struggle is not knowing God, not being with God. It's being able to connect, have that connection that's not being influenced. Okay. Okay. So it's hard just to like block out some of that and, and feel connected to God. Okay. So in my case, after a few years of crazy, um, I, um, <laughs> I realized that even through all those hard times, God was still looking out for me. Okay. Even when I was doing, going crazy, you know, hula hoping here and there. Yeah. And, um, I, um, throughout the years, I started seeking more and I started visiting other church and I am not where I would like to, um, because of the fact that I recognize that there has to be a community that backs you up because it's, it's like a net, you know, we all, like you, Pastor, mm -hmm. what we said, you know, we're all interconnected. And when we're a little bit sideways, you know, the other people are there to help you out in prayer and support you, whatever, you know, you, you need. Um, I visited a lot of churches. And uh, I can tell you that I feel very comfortable here, mm. and I'm. That's why I took the the classes for the membership, and I'm really looking forward to have that so I can, you know, get to the next level, uh, spiritual life. Mm. Uh, spiritual wise, I miss that because okay. at some point I know that I had that with God, mm. and it's been very hard, very very hard to to get to that point. I'm still seeking. I think that that's that's the way. That's the way, and that's probably the struggle that everybody has. You know, seek, seek, seek to the next level, okay. always. Fair <laughs> so much of my my personal like relationship with God centers around the dependency on Him as a Savior. And a redeemer. I think that's the it's so central to the gospel, to Jesus's message to the world. And so, a lot of my, I, I'm very comfortable. I, I don't have a. I, I'm I'm not a part of a group that I would say is your group, which is more singled out as like, you know, you're like the like the all star group of sinners instead of just like sinners like everybody else. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like you are in a, a, a unusual category culturally, where your sin is labeled by the rest of us sinners as somehow a worse sin in a worse group, right? And so I'm very comfortable because I don't have to think about your problems. 
So in my in my personal devotion with God, I think of my own personal sin. I'm very comfortable with the idea of me being a sinner, meaning that I don't wake up any day and go, God, I've got nothing to repent of. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't, I'm, I'm comfortable with the idea that when I approach God, I'm confessing my sins. Many of the sins that I'm confessing are things that I've been confessing daily or weekly for years and years. Years and years. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's thought life or you know, whatever, you know, and it could be, and some of that's connected to sexuality for me. Do you know what I'm saying? But I'm very comfortable with the idea of going, God, I recognize that we live now in a world that sin has infected everything, including me and my body and my desires and my mind and everything. And I come to you because I'm in need of you and I ask for forgiveness. Do you guys do that? Yeah? Is that comfortable? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I have so much more that I would like to um, talk to you guys about, but we have to call it for tonight. So I would love to reserve the right to schedule a time with you guys in the future to come back because I think what's going to happen is you drive away tonight and you go, oh, man, we should have talked about this or I should have said that. You know what I'm saying? Because that always happens with me and I'm hoping that's going to happen with you and I'm hoping you'll be excited to come back and have maybe another conversation in the future about sexuality and spiritual journeys and all that kind of stuff. I think that it will help. And by I think it'll help, I mean, I think it'll help to push the discussion at this local church and anyone else that listens to this about how we navigate these kind of things. Cool? Yeah. Guys, thank you so much. You guys were so gracious. I mean, lending us your time and coming and telling us your stories and you're so brave. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you. Mean it. Guys, goodbye. God bless.